All right, welcome back to Late Night Lately, the Late Late Night Show Show, the premier late night show podcast for cpluscomedy.com, like I just said, cpluscomedy.com. It's a website. Go there. Here we are, Late Night Lately, episode six. We have a monologue. I think we should get to it. Also, this is from last week, so let's uh, let's not pretend that no, no, let's go ahead and pretend. Let's pretend that this is on time and it's not March 28th and it's not five days late. All right. The t- CEO of TikTok appeared in front of uh, bipartisan senators to question their uh, to answer their questions rather in regards to the app's use of users data. They also took the chance to ask questions, including, do I look yassified in my bounce when she walked dance video? Uh, I quick note, I had to look up the last sentence and, um, I just had to find two elements that fit within and let's just say that it's already put me out of touch. A grand jury set to indict Donald Trump for hiding hush money payments to adult film star Stormy Daniels has yet to make a decision on the indictment. So it looks like my March Madness bracket is done for. The rapper Afro Man is being sued by the Ohio Police Department for, quote, humiliation, ridicule, mental distress, embarrassment, and loss of reputation after they raided his home in order to find drugs but didn't find anything, which means my lawsuit against Wrangler for those jeans that made my butt look too big and my crotch too small sounds pretty legit right about now. Elon Musk sent out an email at 2.30 a.m. to workers at Twitter saying that working from home is no longer viable. Hey, it could have been worse. He could have sent a picture of his penis, which I heard he nicknamed Mr. Mixelplix. (laughs) A little note about that joke. I wrote down uh, Mr. Mixelplix. If you don't know who he is, he's from Superman, and he is a magical being that you have to say his name in order to to get him to, to stop making magic happen around you and I spelled his name correctly with the exception of the T that comes after the P. I put the T before the P. Means nothing to someone who's not a nerd. And according to, uh, finally, according to a report, Elon Musk was said to have walked off the board of OpenAI after they refused to sell the company to him in 2018. An offer Grimes and Siobhan Zillis should have taken and that SpaceX flight attendant did. And that was a monologue. That was a joke about sexual harassment. There we go. Let's get into the show. Last week, Al Franken took over at The Daily Show. And boy, oh boy, let me tell you, did he bring some frankness to the show. I watched, uh, again, majority of the episodes. I want to spend time watching every single episode. But I, I know Al Franken. I don't know him personally. I know Al Franken. And I know uh, what he's done in, in the world of comedy. And I, and I thought... Uh, this was going to be a good time. And it was. He, not unlike D.L. Hughley and not unlike Wanda Sykes, and, and, I, and, and I know it sounds like I'm, I'm being ageist, but I, I really, I'm really not trying to be. But not unlike those people, he was delivering jokes kind of in a slower manner. Uh, with that being said, Wanda Sykes is a much better comedian than the, both, of those, both of those guys. Uh, Al Franken, he, uh, he hasn't lost his step since... You know his co- his comedy days, uh, SNL and everything. However, I do think that Wanda, as a practicing comedian, she is uh, much better <laughs> than Franken. And uh, I, you know what, I think his 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 turn at the desk was great. They 
the problem the problem is uh he like I, I, his i'm looking at the numbers now his uh, uh his monologues did really well especially compared to Cal Penn. uh his monologues did well with those numbers and that's what you want his interviews with the exception of one he i i think that they did not give him people who were good enough to work with uh you know it's Cal Penn was able to get was able to bring even though his numbers did not do very well he was able to bring uh president biden and uh marlon wayans was able to sit down with omar epps who he knew for a long who's who's known forever uh we've got uh hassan got uh um uh rebel wilson but al franken it seems to me that he that this week was just uh, just uh, in terms of or that past week was just a, a week of slowness for news and a slowness for people who uh, have availability. <laughs> but but that but he did a very admirable job delivering the monologues uh, and playing along with the bits that that uh, um, uh, were positioned to him now i want to get to his uh is the the very first thing it was the first this this happened monday night he interviewed lindsey graham which which is uh very interesting because the two men apparently know he's no know each other rather but it's the the interview was not without its common decency as well as uh a, a, a terse tenseness between the two of them franken would come out much like a Trevor Noah, much like a Chelsea Handler, much like a Sarah Silverman, and just ask or allude to blatant questions uh, about the state of the United States and, and you know, Donald Trump and things of that nature. But uh, Lindsey Graham is just such a, a, a disgusting, callous human being that it uh, that he would just dance around those, or he would just back Donald Trump. Now, that being said, he did – there were moments where, like, he – and I mean, even the audience hit like Lindsey Graham, the audience and Al Franken and even you, the viewer at home would be like, yeah, like would agree on something uh, uh, along the lines of, you know, I don't know, like TikTok or, or what have you. But then he would he would come out and say like something that would in agreement with Trump. And it makes it it's and it's so it's so crazy how a human being can think like this. It really takes me back to uh uh, the day the the episode the interview that Trevor did with um, Tommy Loren and that was and I think that is probably one of the best interviews that that has been handled on the Daily Show. Uh, uh, I mean, I didn't watch you know the nine eleven episode. <laughs> Listen here, weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> He's just like talking to a missile. Oh my God! I saw John Wick Chapter Four. Fantastic. Should be the last one. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and I uh, <laughs> let's get back. But the Tommy Loren interview was is definitely one of my favorite interviews uh, in late night. Uh, probably not in just late night, but in just in general, um, because it brings somebody who does not agree with the host, uh, somebody who's willing to stand up for their beliefs and thoughts. And to, and to come to this show uh, and basically be a target and, and, and attempt to handle their own. And Trevor, I think he would have done well without an audience. I think he would have done – he did a really good job. I think he did a 10 out of 10 job. But I think he would have done better without an audience because his audience was so adamant 
on showing how much they dislike Tommy. And the same thing goes for this Lindsey Graham, albeit to at a smaller extent. Um, the like, it's it's crazy. Like Lindsey Graham even like told jokes, <laughs> and Al Franken did say that he would that Lindsey Graham was the funniest uh, senator uh, out there. But I, I mean, it, it's just it, we we like it's you you remember you're so you're supposed to remember even even uh, uh, and when like before death before someone's death that that this person is a monster and just a, a horrible human being. Uh, and then when they die, you're supposed to celebrate them, uh, like John McCain. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's just so, it's, it's wild and crazy to me to think that like Lindsay can come here and, and like stand up for, you know, just the wrong ideals. Uh, but Franken definitely had a good job and, uh, had a good job, did a good job and really, and really covered himself, uh, well in that interview. 20 minutes, 20 minutes. And then, and then the funny thing is, um, Franken, this is, this is something I, I have, I do not see happen. And if it does happen, it does not happen often, uh, during, during late night or even talk shows in general is that Franken ends the interview. And I want to confirm that I am correct. He ends the interview and then Lindsay just kind of, uh, goes, all right, that was was easy. I thought it just stands up and he like takes off his, (laughs) It's not. It's not in this. Uh, it's not in the the twenty minute cut, but it is on the television cut where Franken's like talking and Lindsay like takes off his battery pack and like starts to walk out. It's such a funny thing. Such a funny thing to me. And then after that, we have we only have like three clips to talk about. Uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, had Jimin on from BTS, uh, and who and Jimmy was talking about his uh, his own release. I believe uh, is an EP, and uh, it's a great. Great little EP, but uh, Jimin came to the Daily to Daily Show to uh, Tonight Show to uh, to hang out with Jimmy and the I would I would include the interview, but he neither of the men were able to really say much because it was uh, horrible. It was a bad interview, not because of them, but because of the fans. And this is another time where it does. I mean, it doesn't matter if you bring. If you bring like a, a boy band superstar, or even like, or even a, a, just a singer, a, a very popular singer, people are going to freak out and clap. Like you could have, you know, the best actor Tom Hanks. You could have Denzel Washington. Let me name somebody younger and who's not a man. You could have Cynthia Erivo there. <laughs> For this, I could not think of anybody else. <laughs> I got to think of a woman. I got to think of a woman. <laughs> Um, but you can have anybody else and it will not stand the test of time to, uh, in that, in that seat to a, uh, uh, a, a singer period or a musician who is super popular period. doesn't matter. And, uh, Jimin came by the show. He did a little uh, bit where Jimmy Fallon showed him that he was a super fan and uh, again, don't watch the interview. It's it's just girls screaming. There's at the beginning. There's one girl that's like, "I love you." Like, like she doesn't like. They're all finished screaming, and she goes, "Oh, I love you," or something along those lines. It's very crazy. Anyway, Jimin came by and uh, and did that. And then what else is going on? And the final thing, Tiana Taylor came to uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and she talked about uh, everything about teaching uh, Beyonce dance moves. Uh, this is the, it's not often that you see Tiana Taylor uh, uh, popping up in the uh, in the world, uh, and I say that 
because she uh, does not pop up in the in my world often. But I, th- I like her a lot. I think she's a very attractive person. <laughs> she's a great singer, uh, also very attractive. And uh, but I but I'm glad to see her out and about talking about what is what is she promoting? <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what she was promoting. Th- a thousand and one looks like a drama. Uh, it's coming out March 31st. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like uh, she promoted that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what she was promoting. Anyway, she's a great singer. She's a great dancer. And, uh, and she's a very attractive person. And I'm glad that she was able to uh, come to Jimmy Kimmel's show and talk about Dancing with Beyonce. Man. And her husband, you know, Amon Shumper, whatever. <laughs> All right, let's get into the final stories for the day. More guest hosts have been announced for The Daily Show, and they include people who are currently on The Daily Show. Jordan Klepper, Desi Lydic, Dulce Sloan, and Michael Costa, you might know as correspondents on The Daily Show, are all hosting in late April and early May. We also have Lewis Black, who used to be a correspondent, Roy Wood Jr., and Desi Lydic, and both of the, the latter two are mentioned to be uh, rumored to be the co-hosts for the show when it uh, when when all is said and done uh, with this guest hosting thing. Now it's interesting the the guest host uh, uh, dynamic is 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 really really good. I'm really enjoying even even when you know DL Hughley isn't standing up to uh, oh I already had that on there okay well interesting even if DL Hughley isn't um, exactly the you know the person to take over the role um for a week i do think it is it's so much better to like to have to have uh uh the writers every single week blend their the daily show's current crop of comedy with this new person coming in and i think that could really you know i mean it could really let me finish my thought it could really help out uh in the long not in the long run i think it could really help out the show uh, and bring different voices and bring different uh, uh, awareness and everything. And also, I mean, yeah, it's a good gimmick. It's a really good gimmick. Uh, I mean, if 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 Paramount, which owns Comedy Central, which airs The Daily Show, and it also owns CBS and airs The Late Show and Late Late Show, if the rumor is true that The Late Late Show is not being revived and or being kept and it's going to be turned, if they're bringing it back at midnight, then... Why not try this? Why not try the the guest host thing? Now, this from Deadline, Peter White says, The Daily Show finds rating success with guest hosts as correspondents take claim for the hot seat. And again, it, the rumor is Desi Lydic and Roy Wood Jr. are set to take over the show as co-hosts. Uh, we don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a big rumor we don't know. But the first quarter of the hosts have uh, really, really done well. Leslie Jones started on January 17th. And the first quarter, uh, it was the ratings are up 13% compared to when uh, Trevor Noah was host in 2020, in the first quarter of 2022. On the social side, views are up 16% this period compared to last year. That's, uh, and apparently that's done without a lot of marketing. We don't, I think you only know if, if the host is really hosting if you watch Comedy Central. You know, I'm not, I'm not watching, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, the late show. I'm not watching, uh, I don't know, The Flash and seeing commercials for The Daily Show and seeing John Leguizamo is hosting this week. 
you if you watch Comedy Central, if you watch reruns of South Park or episodes of Dig Man, then you're going to see, uh, the, which I've yet to see. I've recorded it. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but it's you're not going. You don't know who's going to host until you you until it's that like if you're, if you're a regular person until it's that Tuesday morning and you see the the clips roll in. I, it's a really good take for them. I really do think it's a it's a it's a great take for them. It's 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 good energy, and uh, we can we can see how it's going to work out for them at the start of the summer when they take a hiatus, which I can only assume will be for three or four months, like it was last time, which is ridiculous. Now, with all that being said, Jason Zinneman for the New York Times agrees with me. What if the Daily Show used guest hosts permanently? It, and it's been it's been exciting to see somebody like Hassan sit down and take over for a week, and see and just and see how Netflix was wrong in canceling his show, and then watch Chelsea Handler and the same this thing actually happened. The, Chelsea Handler is so good; she's so good. And to see Sarah Silverman be fantastic. And why did Hulu cancel that show? Uh, Zimmer, Zinnerman talks about Zimmerman. <laughs> oh, boy. I wonder how he's doing. Probably still shooting teenagers. Uh, Zinnerman. <laughs> Zinnerman uh, has, is advocate, has advocated in the past for Roy Wood Jr. to fill in the shoes for the show. Uh, and uh, But... But after watching this, he's he's he really suggests why not take the temporary guest host permanent. Late night with Seth Meyers has shrewdly filled in uh, filled the role that Stewart's desk pieces once played by providing funny, progressive leaning deadline comedy and the big news of the day. As for the prickly interviews that Stewart made famous on Comedy Central, you can now see them on Apple TV Plus or more likely social media where they go viral. The Daily Show remains a beloved institution with strong comedic bones, primed for exploitation. It has always featured one of the best supporting casts in comedy with its team of correspondents. I, I mean, which is which is great, yeah, which is true. I it would it would work out f- again. I think seeing how they could blend everybody's uh, different versions of comedy could really work. And now he he's getting to a point where he's talking about uh, Zinnemann in this New York Times piece, where he's talking about when Carson would stop hosting um, the uh, Tonight Show on Mondays, I believe. And he would have, uh, or he would just go off, off and uh, have be a, be on vacation, and then they would have guest hosts. We got people like Joan Rivers. Uh, who else filled in for for Carson? Um, Joan Rivers, and I think uh, God, who am I forgetting? Uh, Carson fill in host. Gary Shandling, Jay Leno. Uh, Bob Newhart, Joey Bishop. Uh, oh, excuse me. Hold on. <laughs> I went back to Joey Bishop. That was in the sixties. No, uh, Joan Rivers, Newhart, uh, David Brenner. It's 70, 1970. Jesus. Uh, oh no, no. David Brenner, McLean Stevenson, Jerry Lewis, Letterman, Sammy Davis Jr., he was the first African-American to host a talk show. Harry Belafonte, Robert F. Kennedy. Oh, excuse me. No, 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 not Robert F. Kennedy. Uh, Kermit D. Frog. Uh, <laughs> I th- yes, I think it would be great to see even the Muppets. Let's bring the Muppets in. That'd be so funny to have the Muppets host every week. I mean, once a week. I mean, once, <laughs> once for a week. 
but I mean, at that point, we got to see, and I know that was back in the uh, the the early '90s, late '80s, when when um, uh, Carson was on his way out, and he didn't want to do the Monday spot anymore. Uh, I it would be that that's a great place for. Uh, let's go back to the Daily Show and doing the weekly guessos thing. That would be a great place to develop new voices. I mean, it's we've got we've got these correspondents who now have the this uh, this catapult. And when, as soon as they get the job for the Daily Show, they have a catapult into the world of comedy. Ronnie Chang, Jordan Klepper, Dulce Sloan, Roy Wood Jr., Desi Lydic, and Jordan Klepper. I mean, it's it's just and Michael Costa. I mean, it's just. You have you have a handful of people who were probably just doing stand up before and, and maybe a little acting things here and there, but now they're they're ushered into this world of television and film and you can do the same thing for people who aren't as big. You can go ahead, you can get somebody who kills at Just for Laughs and they've tried out for SNL and they've tried out for, and they've uh, uh, written for other shows. Uh, but they just haven't had that break yet. And I think that would be a great chance. And if they did something like that this summer and just didn't worry about big names and didn't worry about ratings, which I know they have to, but if they if they could just do that for a week, do bring in bring in uh, four different people who can who are who are good uh, with stage patter and can do all that. I mean, it'd be it'd be fun to see Larry Wilmore as Zinnaman writes and Samantha B, uh, Josh Gad. Yeah. Eric Andre, I, I mean, it would be, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. Like, I mean, like even, you know, um, uh, uh, Ving Rhames. <laughs> we got Mission Impossible coming out. Ving Rhames, baby. Let's do it. Uh, the the host will keep rotating uh, the, through spring, and then the the new version of Daily Show will start in the fall. So I, I'm, I'm guessing they will go off for the entire summer. Uh, again, which I am not a fan of. That is the, the those are the only the the Paramount shows the, are the only ones that go off for like half a year, which is frustrating to see. Uh, that that happened with um, Desus and Miro. Like they would go off on their hiatuses for Jesus five months at a time, and then you would just forget they exist, and then they, and then they finally broke up. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got for you. Uh, listen, if you like what you heard here, head to the website, cpluscomedy.com. I talk to comedians, uh, and and it's great. You, if you wanna, if you wanna listen to, uh, to to any other podcasts I make, there's the Constitutionals Podcast, which is our premier podcast where I talk about entertainment, business, news, as well as LinkedIn Logs, where I try to get hired. Uh, to to jobs and I to, oh I try to become a LinkedIn influencer the world's number one LinkedIn influencer. Uh, what if you want to see a video version of those shows? Head to YouTube.com/slash comedy where you can see me sitting at my desk uh, and the sun is out and Nova's outside and I've got a water bottle on my dining room table because I just biked back from seeing John Wick Chapter Four again. It was fantastic. Uh, I had a salad. I ate a salad while I was eating. <laughs> I snuck it in my book bag because I, because you know, yeah, you bike there. Yeah, and, uh, and then I walk in. I make a big show of me having bike. Like, oh, I got my, oh, I got my helmet. <laughs> okay, uh, you can also check out News Time, which is like the Daily Show, so way less funny. 
uh, comedians interviews comedians with interviews getting interviewed on C plus comedy uh, you can follow us on TikTok Twitter Facebook Instagram at C plus comedy me at Chad Black White uh, rate review subscribe tell your friends about the show and this is the end of the episode we're gonna go out with music playing because that's how I we're we're fancy now we're good we're good we make good show and good music we make a good show all right that's the title we found it baby